Pete's hairline joined the Mile High Club. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Pete's hairline gets 10%. <laughs> Welcome to the blank slate. A few gems right out the gate there. Across from me, it's uh, the, the, the sunshine himself, because he's wearing a Suns jersey right now. Oh, thank you. Chris Mullet. Little Mr. Sunshine, Chris Mullet. And over Skype, up in Chicago, Illinois... Tony Colt, how's it going? Ladies and gentlemen, who's on your jersey, Mullet? It's a Charles Barkley jersey. Hey, I had one of those when I was a kid. Uh, well, I have it as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a bootleg from Hong Kong. Thanks, Augie. Nice one. Yeah, it's nice. I enjoy it a lot. Really well done. So, uh, as, as you heard from those quick two quips uh, coming into the podcast, we're going to be talking about Mad Men today. Also, as you <laughs> saw from the title of the damn podcast. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the mid-season finale it just happened this past Sunday night. We're recording this the Wednesday after that. And, and I would like to say that we apologize for having a mid-season finale podcast as opposed to the preview podcast, which I'm, I'm sad that we didn't do like we intended on it. Maybe the blank slate exists 65% so we could just talk Mad Men on a recorded <laughs> medium. Um, but I'm kind of glad because I, wanna, I want to do a preview before the second half next year. Because I want to go through like all of Mad Men ever and give out like basically what like Bill Simmons and like Matthew Barry did stuff. for Beverly Hills 90210 oh. as exhaustively as possible go through Mad Men <laughs> and give out the most ridiculous awards. But thankfully, this needed to be done today for how how for much we saw from oh. the first half of the season. And uh, here we are. Um, uh, spoiler alert: If you haven't caught this uh, past episode of Mad Men, if you are planning on getting into Mad Men, if you haven't. Had anything spoiled uh, by Facebook or anything? Uh, I I I think it's the Mad Men Facebook page that I like, and uh, uh, blast down uh, to the Mad Men Facebook page for like posting mad spoilers about like every like a day after the episode happened. She's like, oh, behind the scenes on how Bert felt about dying. <laughs> It was like Entertainment Weekly waited like three days to put anything up about it at all. Yeah. Like normally like right afterwards like, oh, Robert Kirkman talks to Glenn's feet about, you know, whatever happened. And then like this, they're like they just waited because I guess for no reason whatsoever. But um, I, I wanted to just open up general discussion about the first half of the season and let Tony start because in the order of the three of us, the, the three of us who really are the only ones in our circle of friends that watch. I know, uh, I know Randy watches Mad Men. I know Zangry watches Mad Men. But, we, you know, we're the ones that are on recorded mediums the most about it. Tony was the first one of the three of us to hop on the Mad Men bandwagon, followed by me and then Rich. Uh, just the first half of the season, as contained as possible. What did you feel about it, Tony? Well, it was, it was so gratifying to see, um, you know... I think a big theme of this season was kind of seeing the same characters in different roles or the same characters in the same situation reacting differently. Um, and I think probably my favorite example um, was uh, this uh, half season's penultimate episode, The Strategy, uh, that of course had that great scene with uh, Don and Peggy in the office and they come up with the great new idea and then they dance to Sinatra and it's, it's so tense, but it's a mirror exactly to uh, the season five episode, the suitcase, 
which I think is widely season regarded season, as yeah, season four, yeah, season four, which is I think widely regarded as one of the best episodes of the show. Absolutely, and it's, it's not funny, one of the best television episodes of anything ever. Well, it's fantastic. Yeah, and it's sort of a mirror image of that scene from the suitcase because mm-hmm. now they're in Lou Avery's office, which of course was Don's office. Don walks in and Peggy is sitting behind the desk and he lets her take the lead. And it's, it's, it's just such a great moment of like a passing the torch and just a, a show of respect. And I don't know, it's a real sign of growth from Don. I was I'm, I was I was very pleased with Don during this season. Yeah, it, it Don. It felt like I the, mean, you you weren't going to get it in season five because season four was the big turning point for him, and that that entire season Don was a shell of any person that he's ever been. Um, and then he goes to the the rash decision of getting engaged and married to Megan, and then season five is just about him not being anything at all. And then last season, I don't even know how to sum up last season for him, but yeah, this season has been about what I think people have been wanting to see from Don for about two and a half years, two and a half seasons. So I, I, I felt that was, has been really good. Well, also I love that this season was about Don, as Tony said, growing up yeah. and where Don finally became an adult. Whereas Betty has become even more, more of a, child. a fucking child. <laughs> A child. Hey, she knows Italian. <laughs> Your least favorite moment of the season was it the uh, Betty and Henry Francis fight with I speak Italian, or was it the uh, Betty and Bobby Draper fight of he traded her sandwich? Betty, Betty and Bobby. Uh, Betty and Bobby's fight about the sandwich trade that tied was with Betty drinking milk out of a giant pail. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, spoiler alert to next year, already in the running for worst moment in Mad Men history. Uh, that's that's hyperbole, but uh, but no, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the the scary thing about it specifically the last season, and we're there's gonna be no coherent train of thought. It's just gonna be jumping from one thing Probably to the next, which is fine. But yeah. um, it's I'm glad that it's it's something that's happening, but I'm not. I feel like at points I feel like. Kieran Sipka is actually January Jones's daughter because I'm like, oh no, don't turn into her. So, oh my god! <laughs> and, and I'm concerned for the person, but then I'm like, oh no, never mind. She's she's probably got a stable life and it's fine. Yeah. But that last episode of her just doing like, like at least like three totally Betty things of just like, I mean, she the way she did, smoked the cigarette was, well, the, oh my god, yeah, it was exactly. But also, you look at like you think of like what Betty would do when she used to fucking ride all those horses. Oh my god, that seems like so long <laughs> and so shitty ago. But when Betty would, like ride those horses and like flirt with all those dudes, that's like a total. That's totally what she did with the the fucking. I don't even know who those people were. Were we supposed to know who those people were? I don't think so. But you know what, man. If Sally's making out with nerds, good for nerds. Well, exactly, yeah. I mean, but she obviously was just settling um, in her mind. Uh, uh, yeah, man. Maybe she's like, you know what? I'm going to turn over a new leaf. No, she wasn't. Then <laughs> she started smoking like her mother. But yeah, no, it's been obvious in the season that the little we've seen of Betty, she's just been uh, worse. Yeah, Betty's probably done the least amount of growing of any of the major characters in... Pretty show. much any way, yeah. Well, throughout the show, even make the argument that she's regressed more than any of the other characters, or than because, well, like, at least she started out and like she 
she, she was has, going to therapy or and she was like trying to figure things out. Now she's just like embraced that she's a fucking child. And she's had fleeting moments though, like when um when Sally had her period and she like actually seemed to be a mother for about two and a yeah. half minutes. And yeah. I think even like the Bobby thing this season where she asked, you know, uh Henry kind of the question of, you know, like, Am I a good mother? or like kind of like was really self-inspective for the first time in a long time she is. So in those moments, like, sweep. And then you realize she's being self-inspective after arguing with her child over giving her sandwich away. Yeah. And it's just like... Yeah. It's like, okay, well then, you know, fool me once. And, th- and that's just kind of how that character is. And we have to... And that. also, she's she's so insecure that she can't stand the thought that even her kids don't like her all of the time. Yeah. I don't know. She's just constantly seeking approval and status, and I don't know. She's very disappointing. I think it's probably right to say that if a character hasn't grown over seven seasons, that counts as a regression. Yeah. You should do some growing in yeah. during the decade of the 1960s. <laughs> well, because, yeah, I mean, if anything, like, she's like every character has changed for better or worse since her. Because I was, I would say, like, you know, Harry Crane hasn't grown up. If anything, Harry Crane has regressed. Yeah. Uh, well, he's gotten a lot more evil. Well, yeah. Oh, he's definitely he's become evil. Which I like. It, was it the most he's like haphazardly evil? Though. Yeah, yeah. He's do- he's bulk and skull from the Power Rangers. Yeah. Evil. You missed the boat, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it this episode? Was it the most recent episode? The one before where he just like all fans like, hey, yeah, so she wants a divorce. I'm like, whoa, I would have loved to have seen that. I think it was like two episodes ago. Yeah, where it's just like, he's like, yeah, she's asked bitch asking for a divorce or something. <laughs> it's like, I remember when he was sleeping in the office because he got kicked out because he felt so bad about kissing that woman at the office party. Mm-hmm. And Don just happened to be there. Um, but yeah, it, at least... He, there, at least there's been a change for him, whereas Betty, it's just kind of like, yeah, man, just, man, just Betty. Just doing Betty stuff. <laughs> Betty doing Betty stuff. Um, I miss her being fat. That was that was a fun period of time, and I don't know why it had to end. <laughs> Unless it was just so Don would fuck her again. And in which case, lose the weight real quick, and then just fucking pile it back on. Well, it was obviously... I said, no, he's just an old boyfriend, whatever. Yeah, it was... It was obviously, of course, because she was actually pregnant in real life. Whatever. So. <laughs> but. How many calories does the placenta have? You ever heard that? <laughs> no, I've yeah, heard yeah, it. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've heard I'm it. I'm not going to eat it and find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, can't believe we got to Betty so quickly. Don't uh, even know who the father is, motherfucker. <laughs> fuck you, January Jones. Yeah, you little bitch. You broke up Bobby Flay's marriage. Weirdo. She's a weirdo. Uh, all right, so Burt Cooper is dead. Bravo. Bravo. Now, I want to ask everybody, uh, when when Roger got the call, what did you think it was? Because that's not what I thought. I thought it was something totally different. Oh, as soon as the phone rang, I said aloud, I said, Bert. Really? You knew it? Well, Bert had, had, had just said the Bravo line, mm-hmm. and then it cut to Roger and his whatever the hell you call that family of his. And I don't know. You could, well, you also could sort of feel him dying. You could feel things getting pushed into that dramatic place with, you know, how the partner's votes kept going and like that. It was like, well, they're sort of at a deadlock, so something has to change. And it either means Harry becomes partner 
or Bert dies. And it seemed a lot more likely that Bert was going to die. Because yeah, I've always felt like from especially the past couple seasons, you know, his age and kind of like I've always figured that at some point he was going to die. Just just times yeah. of the show. And well, it, yeah, it was going to happen. Um, what I thought happened was because they had that whole family unit there. It was something with Roger's daughter. Oh, yeah. Because they've been really building up that whole cult aspect and God knows what they could do. You know, I, I thought it was something related to her that was like really, really bad. Mm. Um, especially because I, I was confused as to why all the four of them would be together and then you could get the reactions. Um, that's that's interesting, though, is like I, I think she's just out of the picture completely. Like, yeah, point. I wouldn't be surprised if we never hear from her again. And that brings that whatever you do call it uh-huh. together to be an actual thing. True. This I with all like the, the hippie and like the the '60s culture stuff they've just started to tackle, or like with with that character they started to tackle that really dirty undercore of it. And I would be shocked if they didn't bring that up again because well, it is. But the show's not about that. Yeah, no, I it's think not about that. They, that. I think that they added that that element of Margaret going off and joining a sex and drugs hippie commune just to show Roger reacting to it and yeah. growing from it and yeah. having things told to him. I don't think that, I mean, I don't think that Margaret's important enough that we'll see her again. I don't think she'll feature in another episode. Although There's only has, seven episodes left. She has all this time now that community's, you know, canceled and everything. So. Wrong actress. You're thinking Alison Brie. Oh, no, you're right. Wrong actress. <laughs> Never mind. Well, she can return at any time. Recaster is that. <laughs> well, she has to make that cake again after Pete put the beer in it. So. <laughs> well, they never said what the cake was for. Like, was the cake supposed to be implied that it was like for Pete? Was, you don't, obviously ever, you don't ever just make a cake, man? <laughs> no, well, my wife does. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but it's not when she's out gallivanting with other men. Uh Okay, so I guess did you have any inklings, Rich, as to what that? No, not really. No. I don't. I don't. Uh, whenever I'm watching the show, I just sort of like let it happen to me and like let it wash over me. I don't really like sort of speculate along mm-hmm. with it. So I was just kind of going with it. Um, oh, son of a! Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was just kind of mm-hmm. going with it as it was happening. I, this is what I was gonna say. I, I found it um, fun, like. The way that the show has treated uh, large historical happenings, uh, you know, it was always something that we all talk about or whatever. But I love how the moon landing was such an event, which it was, mm-hmm. I imagine, wasn't around for it. However, <laughs> it was probably a pretty big deal. We landed on the You're Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> However, but here's my point is like, Two episodes or the episode before, uh, Kennedy got shot. Oh, RFK. Don, well, Don just saw it in the paper. No, no, that was no, no, that Who was got shot. No, no, that was from years ago. That was just him going through his stuff. Oh, that was just an old paper. Yeah, yeah. Megan was taking. Am I watching, watching like... Madman? Am I paying attention? <laughs> you've been watching. Someone smelled toast burning. <laughs> Rich, you've been watching old episodes of Whitney. <laughs> That uh, makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. No, that was from, yeah, Kennedy got killed in what, 64, Tony? Uh, November of 1963. What was 63, the paper sorry, then? 63. But yeah, he was he was just going through his old stuff. That was just an old paper. And there was had? some, I've, I saw somebody online, one of the. Megan was packing up some of her old keepsake shit. 
Oh, yeah, Meg yeah, yeah. was the one that had it out, and Don saw it. Yeah, which I remember yeah. there there was some kind of um, there was one recap that I read. I read like a couple Mammon recaps, and uh, there was one that noted that noticed that like whatever episode that that uh, Kennedy assassination happened was the last time that Don did something, and it happened in that episode, and it's it's going over my head right now, and I wish I could remember it. But um, but I remember specifically Tony and I had talked before about the the moon landing in this show, and that it it was creeping up, and it had mm-hmm. to be important. Um, and I think I, I don't remember if one of us had said it before or something I'd heard before that like it seemed like the perfect thing to be for the series finale. It's like oh the moon landing and you know, all that stuff. But it, at that point, it kind of seemed like the way they treat historical events. It, a it would seem like cliche to do that, and then also there's going to be so much more to have to tackle in those last seven episodes. So I'm glad they did it now. Um, I would say after the Kennedy assassination, it was probably their best tie not a tie in's a wrong word but their best usage of real life historical events in the show that there's ever been um wouldn't you say so i mean it was certainly the most affecting and i think the show certainly used it in i mean they used it in a couple of ways like number one there were just all those beautiful shots of groups of people just sitting wrapped staring at the screen and then the way that peggy used it in the pitch like evoking that feeling like and it was a great pitch and a great scene and you know the show reflected on it and then back off of it in ways that were just really fun right yeah um and of course bert dying is just like oh well then he can sing a song about the moon i loved that it was I, I saw so many people that were sh- i saw people that were shitting on it and i was like fuck that that was yeah awesome. fuck people shitting on that fuck anybody that shits on that yeah. that that was a oh can't use that phrase um <laughs> i hate the boundaries of this show sometimes it's uh, one boundary i know but it would make perfect sense <laughs> that uh, is why it's there um, um it was a perfect way to kind of not peel back the curtain but to be like, okay, we're going to honor this guy by letting him do something that he's fucking done for decades. Yeah. And I, and also still have a message in the story. Like, they could have just, because Don's seen ghosts or spirits in the past before. It could have just been like a, a wave and like kind of said like an ominous phrase. But no, fuck that. He's going to sing an entire song with secretaries and no shoes on. And that's exactly how he needs to go out. I love that someone on the show finally got a send off. Exactly. Yeah, because Lane never really got one. Lane didn't get one. Uh, Sal's just Sal- sucking dicks in a phone booth. Still, uh, still, still for years. <laughs> phone booth, Sal. I uh, the, the the episode with Bob Benson. Um, when, well, the only Bob Benson episode this season when Ooh. the guy from uh, Chevy, right? Yeah, yeah, Chevy. Yeah, the guy yeah. from Chevy like got caught like blowing. So I'm like, oh, please let him get caught like blowing Sal. Like that'd be <laughs> just like a great Sal's an undercover cop now. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, shit. Let's see that show, man. How yeah. did that Detective happen? Romano? Yeah, I... <laughs> which uh, I do have to call Joan out for. Uh, man, her gator really wasn't working all those years. If she can spot Bob out like that. But then Sal, who she just works with every single day, is just, you know, oh, yeah, your wife. Okay, great. Enjoy. Uh, well, she was a lot younger then, too. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, more naive. And she was yeah. and she's been more finely tuned. And she was in her stupid marriage. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the, yeah, having an actual send-off, no one else really got that. And 
he was the only character I think that's been written out. Although uh, he's the longest tenured person on the show that's now dead, I guess, right? Because yeah. the only other person major that's died that was like a reoccurring character was Lane. Unless I'm totally forgetting somebody. Like Pete's mom doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> uh, she loved the gin and tonic. She, <laughs> she did. And she's floating in the bottom of the ocean or floating that's somewhere. Yeah, you know, that's oxymoron. <laughs> um, but yeah, I fucking loved it. And when they were making like that announcement or whatever and don was just going downstairs mm-hmm. like did any of that seem curious to you or i it wasn't curious to me i just thought he was going to go take his office back and i was like that i'm like i thought i'd been the most badass fucking thing <laughs> oh ever. yeah just to go in and slam just, the door yeah just and open the door and just and find a hatchet and go to town on that that tiki bar <laughs> Scout. I'm drinking rum. Scout fucking honor, man. <laughs> just, just totally, just like not even like like lose like up like making a drink sits in his office. What are we doing? Just get the fuck out. <laughs> they use their one unbleeped f word on that. Uh, that's what I thought it was. It was just him going back, and it's like Don is back, and it was like a perfect way to end it. Instead, they went like the awkward, creepy route. <laughs> Something weird was was bound to happen. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. But it was so much fun. Oh, absolutely. While we're on the topic of like just the very the finale of that Mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Since it was like sort of a a finale number. Um I just overall there was so much resolution in this season, especially in the last two to three episodes. It wouldn't have been the best series finale, but I would have been okay with it. I would have totally been fine with it. Because they wrapped up they wrapped so, most everything they, up. They wrapped up so many character traits yeah. that people need to get. Like, Roger was finally doing something. <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> but he was finally a leader or yeah. trying to be a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joan finally made it with her her money. Pete just skinning is just keeps doing what Pete does. You know, Don redeemed himself. Peggy got her moments. You know, Bert died. You know, like, yeah, I totally 100% agree with what you're saying there. Um, well, I think it's going to be interesting, yeah, because a lot of plot stuff got wrapped up. Yeah. Like, we don't have to worry about the stability of the agency anymore because all the important people just signed five-year contracts. Mm-hmm. So it's not like anyone's going anyplace. Um, you know, it's going to be stable business because now they're a part of McCann, so... They're going to be just fine. I think they're trying to make the show less complicated from a plot standpoint in the last half season and just go to town on the characters, just like really get deep into the characters. Here, Here's my question on that. And well, not I, I was going to say fear, but it would be a question or kind of like a, an idea is that um, is this our happy series finale and that kind of everything was set up to be like everyone kind of did what they want us to do in the last seven episodes or another unraveling. Cause you think about this entire series and how much specifically Don has fought mm-hmm. to be over to everything else locked up in a contract yeah. with McCann. And, yep. uh, I mean, I mean, based off that, I think you're right. And I'm just going to stop watching now actually. Cause I like the happy <laughs> ending. 
I'm good. I got closure. Because, and I'm good. And that was kind of like the um, not ominous, but kind of like the eerie tone to Bert's song and message of just like you know the best things in life are free, and like this is as good as it's gonna get. And now you're stuck for five years, like that kind of feeling, you know. That that's kind of what I saw. Um, and also, you figure like, like there was like little itty bitty symbolisms that I noticed of like, um, like when they tried to get away from McCann, the whole thing of shut the door, have a seat. That ended with Bert shutting a door and Don sitting down and like realizing like, oh, like kind of actually finally realizing what is happening now, like. Sure, he's he's got his ass saved. Everything's good and dark, but now the realization of the rest of his life, or the, the next five years of his life, kind of sets in. Um, again, I kind of don't hope that that's what it is. I'm sure the first couple episodes are going to be like, "Oh man, this life of McCain sure is shitty," but you know, it just I don't know it is happy and as like peaceful it was to see him go that way. I was still unsettled at the end because it had a tone to it. I was like, oh, something oh, else yeah. is going to happen. I was, I, like, before that little uh, uh, musical number happened, I, I was more or less convinced that either Don was just going to, like, walk out or just, like, like fucking lame himself. Like, pass out. That's, I, I, I've pa- seen no, heard a lot. Pass out. Kill himself. That's what I meant. Yeah, like, oh, you said... Like, was like hang walk himself? out the door or lane himself. Oh, lane himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Was like, was like, it was going to be something like where he'd have like a heart attack or something. You know. Oh, natural causes. Get out of here. <laughs> Which I mean, it would have been fine. I mean, Roger had a heart attack season one, and he's had shown no ill effects no. whatsoever. <laughs> um, I don't know, Tony. You're, what did you kind of think about like Don's, like, or what you thought Don was going for, or what what not? I I had no idea what was going to happen when he got to the bottom of the stairs. That was definitely a moment like what Rich was talking about of just let it wash over you, just let it happen. Yeah. Something's going to happen. You have no idea what it is. I didn't have I didn't have any feeling of what was about to happen. But yeah. I knew it was going to be something pretty meaningful. I I I did not guess that it was going to be I, I can't how to succeed in business, did. but Well, that was that was the best just like unpredictable thing that they could have done. Yeah. Um, it's clear by now that I obviously don't pay attention to the show, even though I watch it every week. <laughs> so the whole season and half season, I couldn't because I was also I didn't want to like cheat. I wanted to eventually remember, uh, but I didn't want to like go back and like figure out why. Why was Joan so hostile towards Don? Like he couldn't remember exactly what happened. The end of, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, Tony, the end of last season when the whole Hershey thing went down, or it was either right before that, they were trying to take the company public, which would have led to a large sum of money for all the partners, where Joan was going to be a millionaire overnight from the IPO. But then when that got squashed with what Don did, she lost all that money, and that's when she got pissed off. Um, also, I think it still stems back to the Jaguar thing as well from him just squashing that business out of nowhere just because he wanted to and yeah. then she right, right, sold herself. Right. Yeah. Does, that, does that seem about right, Tony? I had forgot about the IPO thing until you just mentioned it again. But yes, that, okay. that's accurate. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I didn't remember the IPO thing either until um, one of the recaps. One of the recaps I wrote. I was like, oh, yeah, that was. I think it was the last season finale because they were all getting talky and excited about it because they were going to happen with Hershey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's why. Um, but yeah, I was not expecting her to vote with Jim Cutler, which I have to say, 
I'm proud of myself. I don't know if you guys do this with this show or any show in particular, but you kind of like react like one of your parents. You know how like your parents would like talk to a show and it's like it's not real. You know, <laughs> where they're like, oh, like how dare he? And it's like, what? Why are you saying that about Tony Soprano? He's a mobster. Go fucking figure. But like in the moment when they yeah. like were back in the office after boot boot after Bert died and Cutler was like, well, now that'll be easy. I went, what a dick. You fucking dick. I'm like, he can't hear me. Harry Hamlin cannot hear me right now, but I'm still responding. Oh, That's yeah. It. Harry Hamlin's been crushing. Harry Hamlin's the oh, shit, dude. How, how, how much fun is Jim Cutler? He's, how much fun is he? It's, it, I'm glad the character went totally opposite because I thought it was just, oh, look, uh, Bizarro World Roger Sterling is what it started. Yeah. Roger Sterling yeah. with dark hair. And then it's just turned into this really cool, like, villain. That's mm-hmm. but now he's just a, just a fucking backpedaling dick. <laughs> but at the same time, like his reason for agree for voting yes yeah. to selling was still villainous. It's yeah. still like oh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But also, I think he was just doing that to save face. Yeah, I think he well, saw everyone too. else had voted for it and. He was like, well, I'm not getting, well, all yeah. right, I'll, I'll just go along. But I also love for all intents and purposes that what his vision was, it's kind of what happened. <laughs> and that's, you know, and, that, and that's yeah. another, that's another thing that I'm thinking of, like, how's that going to play out? You know? Yeah, color was right. Yeah, color, like, where everything goes. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, we all know where it eventually ends exactly, up. But they either become, uh, like, an ad agency, like, today, or yeah. they fucking perish. Exactly. But I'm interested to see, like, I, I, I don't remember... You know, in many of the Matthew Weiner interviews where he says everything and nothing all at once, mm-hmm. uh, where if there's going to be like some kind of a time jump to see into the future, like Harry Potter, like that kind of thing, like, this, like an epilogue. Yeah, like well, not an epilogue, but just like the last like ten minutes of Mad Men is like, oh yeah, here's Don when he's eighty, or you know, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's going to be the case. I kind like of Star Wars Episode Seven. Exactly. Like, I don't know. If, excuse me. I don't know if that is going to happen, but a part of me like thinks that you know some kind of ramifications of kind of not going with a computer and Harry <laughs> and just keeping everything the same would be seen from that, from those mo- movements. Um, but I, uh, again, could be totally wrong, but yeah, no, he, for the most part is a uh, 100% right. And also, as we all know, computers turn everyone into homos. So, <sighs> yeah, I think we have to spend at least five seconds just to talk about Michael Ginsburg <laughs> and then 10 about his nipple. I loved the character. I thought he brought a lot to the show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. boy, did they give him a good exit. I I sort of wish he would have lasted a little longer, but he was a pretty peripheral character. Absolutely. They had to start getting rid of characters. Yeah, they. I was really upset that how little he was used last season. Yeah, I mean, well, also because they spent sort of a more amount of time than usual than they would spend on a new character. Especially for, like, that kind of character. Because how many many of those creative people just, you know, whatever. And I think he was integral at that time when he was introduced to show how Don was sort of getting passed by creatively. Because you remember the the whole storyline where, you know, he had the snowball thing and Don didn't pitch that one and still won the account, but Ginsburg was pissed, you know, all that stuff. And then he just kind of became like, oh, we can give Ginsburg two funny lines an episode and he's good. You know, and I remember texting Tony. It was like, man, Ginsburg is becoming like just like Roger, and that like every fucking line he gets is just like murdering out of the park. The couch and is full of farts. The couch is full of farts. But <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's how that conversation started. It was just Tony <laughs> texting me that phrase. But uh, um, and yeah, and then all of a sudden it's just like snap of the fingers. You know, the paranoia shoots. I, I was going to say tenfold, but ten millionfold. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's pretty drastic. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Uh, yeah. It was, I, again, appropriate for that character. That was the way that character needed to go out. Tied to a fucking gurney. Get out while you can! Ranting and raving. Um, and I look forward to his new CBS comedy of debuting this fall. Uh, it got picked up, I guess. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. I, hey, that's good I for think, him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben Feldman in a comedy. I'm I'm on board. Okay. And I kind of wish I mean, it wasn't on CBS, but I'm on Bob board. Bob Benson was in a CBS comedy. And oh, he was the best part of it, he too. A, he was great in that show. I hope Rizzo's getting one next. Who is? Rizzo has. Rizzo. Yes, he's fantastic. <laughs> oh, just, I love him. Just, he's Rizzo. Uh, Rizzo. I, I'm saying it like the character from Greece, I feel like. Rizzolian Isle. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in Rizzo. Just looks like he should be on an NBC sitcom with Michael Malley. <laughs> <laughs> and is totally the best part. Yeah, no, he's he should be someone's quirky neighbor. Absolutely. Who is his, is his girlfriend? Because like when Peggy called a few episodes ago, he's like with somebody. Mm-hmm. Who is that girl? Are we supposed to know who that girl is? Also, uh, I don't think so. Because didn't he know. didn't he hook up with what's uh, he hooked up with? Uh, oh, Cutler Chaw. Who is the other one? The hey, one that died. He's... he's just having a good time, man. I'm trying to tie everything together though. <laughs> Gleason, Gleason. Yeah. When he died, didn't he like fuck Gleason's daughter or something like on the couch? That may have happened. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Is he still with her? I don't know. Uh, She's not a friend. Talking like he's real good for good for Stan. I'm glad for oh, Stan. Yeah, I'm glad for, yeah. I am happy for Stan. Yeah. Stan's doing all right. He's doing great. What if the moon's a quicksand? <laughs> he stood up. He stood uh, stood up for himself against uh, Lou, and he's moved on from maybe being in love with Peggy. That was good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Lou, Alan Havy has uh, out of nowhere from just a lifelong club comic to just like being a great hated character on this show. Actually, from because I I wasn't familiar with him really that mm-hmm. much before this, and then looking him up, he was originally supposed to be like one of the late night hosts. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I think it was on like Comedy Central or something. Like he was gonna have, oh no, he was gonna have Conan spot. <laughs> and it's like, nope. And he, I'm, I'm glad he's. Uh... He did WTF not too long ago. I think it's still maybe one of the free episodes. So mm-hmm. if you can try to find that, it's a, a really you know good. It's, you know mm-hmm. those are all really good interviews. But yeah. see if you can find that one. Um, yeah, uh, and just you know, Please good luck. Just being a fucking dickhead. Plays a, plays a great dickhead. I'm gonna tuck you in tonight he 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 had my favorite line of the season was when um god i forget who it was 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 saying like he has a tiki bar yes and it's just like a cut shot to him Mm -hmm. and he says my wife's a card (laughs) i like laughed out out loud at that it just it was so deadpan my wife's a card like come on i love it even after all these years, man, Duck, he still picks fucking winners. <laughs> Duck Phillips. Duck God, Phillips. I want him to come back. We have to see yes. Duck Phillips. Well, okay, sorry. Advanced, advanced, Tony, I'm sorry. We have to see Duck again just so he can be reunited with Chauncey. I, I was going to hold that for uh, next season's like favorite of all times awards. Yeah, we, we will get back. I'm just saying I better see Duck and Chauncey reunited. Well, uh, okay, since... The three of us haven't discussed this season at all. 
I want to talk about how awesome the first scene of yes. the season was. Yes. Freddie Rumson just talking directly into the camera Bucks and chance. giving a Don Draper pitch. I I would I would nominate Freddie Rumson as second team All Mad Men for this half season. <laughs> yeah, he he had a great half season. Okay, let's blend the two together. Let's fill that list out. Let's <laughs> let's do that. All right, first team All Mad Men this season. <laughs> Got to put Don on there. Don't worry about fucking positions. <laughs> uh, okay, point. Uh, <laughs> no, so Don. Peggy. Peggy. I'm going to throw Roger in there as well, because Roger had a good fucking season. Yeah. Roger was great this year. All right, yeah. so those, those three definitely for first team all Mad Men this season. Uh, Roger, Don, and Peggy. Are the three top ones, yeah. And then we have to come up with two more. That's also she a little was, bit of the show. We can do this with 15 people. Yeah. Uh, she was... Not on every episode, but for the fact that she got that threesome happening, Megan. Uh, (laughs) She's on the second team for sure, though. Can we all agree on that? uh, Really? Really? Uh, Yeah. I'm sorry, Rich. I'm not with you. Yeah. All right. uh, right. Maybe third. Maybe third. We'll see. I'm Uh, just saying. Don Draper finally did have a threesome. Until yeah, that's true. Until you mentioned her right now, I would have totally forgot to talk about her on this podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's just I, and that's coming from somebody who was a, a Megan apologist. Like with a lot of people, there's like season five and season six. Like man, fuck this character. Like my wife hates her, and I think it just could be one of those like women hating women things. Mm. But it's always like from the moment I'm like she's good for Don. Now I'm like no, okay, no, she can she can fucking suck a bag of dicks and go away. Um. And, yeah, it's bad. Um, I think Sally needs to be on the first team. Who? Sally and Don in the second episode of the season. That yes. was one of the best episodes and like really reestablishing that warmth with yeah. them, that trust. That's so important for Don. That's why Don stayed in New York. How long had it? I mean, we're not gonna know the answer, but it felt like seasons had gone by since Sally told Don that she loved him. And th- it was definitely before she caught him banging the neighbor lady. Well, true, absolutely. Um, yeah, okay, so we'll throw Sally in there, and then for the one extra, oh, Cutler, it's got to be Jim Cutler, first team, first team, absolutely over Pete. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think Pete is like a great three point shooter. He's like a veteran three-point shooter. Yeah. Okay. Pete is second team Mad Men, probably five out of the seven seasons. <laughs> sixth calling, man. He's the sixth man. He's the sixth man. Are you calling Pete Campbell Ray Allen? Yes. Absolutely. I think he's more of a Jet Terry. <laughs> oh, I like that. And that uh, Pete would definitely get a tattoo of like the logo of a company that he wants to nail as a client on his arm before he gets them. Also, Pete definitely would do the thing where he makes his arms like an airplane yeah, and swoops down the court like a jet. Uh, Considering his father died in the plane crash, absolutely. Even if, yeah, like he's like Miss Seven and he makes one, he's doing the jet thing. Yeah, Uh, if it was last season and he was nailing those one like he had great one-liners this year, but if nothing will top, not great, Bob, (laughs) from last year. Okay, so first team all Mad Men. Don, Roger, Peggy, Peggy Sally, Sally Cutler. Cutler. All right. Second, yeah. team, Second team, Pete. Pete. And then who who was the one that started this conversation? Julio. Oh, don't get me started on Julio. <laughs> I fucking love Julio. I do I too. Co sign on that 100%. 
Talk about doing the most with like what little he was given. I Julio know is a star. <laughs> that kid was born four years too late to be on Modern Family. <laughs> the scene where like he and Peggy are saying goodbye. That's like a legitimately emotional scene. It was. It really was. And really that kid was. has been on screen for like eight minutes this season. Yeah. I'm just walking in. Hey. Hey. Yeah. No, watch TV. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to have a popsicle. I've only had one today. Some, some, I mean, I've said that before. Peggy's been the best mother on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Julio. Because she has a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. I will co-sign with Julio on the second <laughs> team. Real quick. Who is the person that started this? Uh, was it was it Lou? I think it was Lou. Yeah, we were saying all right. So second team would be Pete, Julio, and Lou. That's already weird. Lou's um, like the Bill Lambier figure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Pete, Julio, and Lou. Um, who are we missing here that we haven't talked about that we're down for? Would you go Joan or Bert? I, I'm tempted to go Birch just because Bert of, had some good moments this because season. Because of the last episode, and also, yeah, his quiet. Well, over the, the season, he had some good moments. I might go so. Bob. I, I almost said quiet racism. You <laughs> That's say, wrong. You said you, you'd almost go Bob? I might go Bob. For one Bob was really out? strong. He was only in one episode, but the, that's like a guy that plays, you know, 15 minutes and throws up 30 points. Like, that was great. Yeah, he's fantastic. Ah, all right. Well, I mean, we'll if we say, can't think, I like. Well, because right, who so else? Joan. Joan has to be at least thirteen. She hasn't really. Yeah. She didn't really do a lot. No. But yeah, I'd Joan's say let's yeah. give Bert an honorary second, second team. team. Okay. Ken hasn't done much. Oh, Harry no. Crane. There, there've been. All right, fuck a that. Lot We're not of... putting Harry Crane on the list. Just haven't <laughs> missed the boat also, again. Also, there have been some like really great subtle. Ken scenes as far as just like oh oh the fucking uh, the, the look on his face when premiere. they threw Harry out of the meeting yeah no there have been so many great fucking Ken yeah. like again doing the most with what he's getting yeah exactly uh, I also love that like Governor dies new eye patch character on AMC <laughs> <laughs> get ready for uh, uh, if you're gonna watch Halt and Catch Fire someone's gonna have one eye in a year um. We can say go fuck Ted Shaw, right? He didn't do anything. He didn't do he anything. He just moped. He just moped. Uh, we haven't. Discussed- I sort of liked that uh, after he almost flew the Minute Maid guys. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was funny. Like, like into the side of a mountain <laughs> that he was drinking screwdrivers because he like yes. had a quart of orange juice. <laughs> yeah, um, I like. That was a good touch. Uh, uh, third team, Nev Campbell. <laughs> oh Ooh. yeah. Now, I'm gonna miss the show just for all the random ass fucking people yeah. that get like little cameos. Like, remember when Mr. Belding was on a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. Just like hell yeah, just bring that up. I just it boggles <laughs> my mind that Mr. Belding is still getting work. <laughs> Let's see, I'm going through the cast. Uh, Bobby, no, we mentioned Ginsburg. Ginsburg's got to be on there somewhere. Stan as well. Um, Henry and Betty can uh, know. How about how about Dawn? Ooh. Dawn, yes. Second team? I, we didn't fill out the second team completely. Yet, I would really. say I would say third. I would fill out the second team. Lou, if I'm going to put Bob in there, I'm going to put Dawn in there. All right, so it would be Dawn, Bob. We have one too many. We had Dawn, Bob, Bert, Julio, Pete, and Lou. We oh, Julio. Third team. Yes. Sorry, I'm not getting rid of Julio. <laughs> I, would say, I would say move Bob to third just because just a batting average. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And that's then third fair. would be Bob. Limited minutes. 
Bob, Joan, Harry. Are we going to leave Harry off on purpose? <laughs> I'm going to leave Harry out. All right. <laughs> Bob. So the spirit of Harry Crane. All right. Now. Bob, Joan. Freddie Rumson was the one we were talking Freddie about. Yeah. Freddie Rumson. Yeah. Freddie has got to be it. Yep. There we are. So, uh, I said Fetty or bread. Um, <laughs> Freddie would be third team with. Uh, Freddie Rumson. <laughs> uh, with. Uh, with Joan, Bob, and then we have two more. Um, who I'm, I'm sure we're missing. Neil Armstrong. <laughs> uh, hold on. Oh, you know what? Speaking of like another one of those guys, uh, the the guy from Chevy that sucked the dick. You know who that was? That was Glenn Gulia from The Wedding Singer. Wow! Whoa. Yeah. Wow! Not, not aged well. It took me about. It took me like a good five minutes after seeing the first time. I'm like, I fucking know that guy. Oh, this game's already over. Uh, wow. First play of the game was a giant alley hoop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was. I'm like, where the fuck do I know that guy? And then when he was in the car, like fucking all of a sudden, I'm like, Glenn Gulia. Wow. Mullet. Damn. That's incredible. I, I bowed to that. I bowed to that recognition. Thank you. I was I was so happy that I got it before I read who it was the next day. I was like, yes, thank God. It was going to drive me insane. <laughs> Um, who else? I mean, Stan. I guess Stan. We haven't put Stan, Stan. on one, so Stan. So we had one more spot, and then Ginsburg. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matheson not even getting, not even getting a mention. No, absolutely nah, not. Man, he's Matheson. <laughs> <laughs> he has enough money for three more cars and them to get Chinese food. Um. All right, so I'm trying to think of all the plot points. I literally wrote down like when we just like first started was Dark Horse Julio. <laughs> Rich, uh, I love that. <laughs> Goddamn Julio. We're moving to Newark. I don't want to move to Newark. Nobody does. <laughs> I was so confused the first time we appeared. I'm like, who's this fucking kid? Yeah. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Just walking in. Just walking in. Okay. I was like, wait, did she keep the kid? But it somehow became Mexican. <laughs> um. Also, I, I, of course, the show wouldn't do it, but I'm glad they didn't turn uh, a Gene Draper into like a nine year old just to spice things up at one point. Because <laughs> like, oh, that baby's gonna be five before you know it. Um, give him the. Uh, does that uh, baby still exist? <laughs> they they mention him. They talk about him like uh like. Uh, fucking Ben Savage's kid's sister in Boy Meets World. Right, it's just like the like the last like five episodes of Louie, like the older sister hasn't been on. Well, she was on the last one. Oh, she yeah, was, yeah. she was, she was. But um, still, but before like, that, yeah, it was just it was like all what? about Jane. Yeah, it was all about Jane. Um, uh, so do we want to talk about? I mean, we talked a little bit about where the show is going for the final seven seven episodes. Is it? Yeah. It's a- yep. Do we want to save that for coming back, or do we want to kind of throw a few things out there, like predictions? Or yeah. well, is there any is there any other character? Like, what other major plot points? I feel like we've missed some things. We talked mostly about all of Don stuff. I mean, Don and Megan are getting divorced. I'm glad they like they've there never was... said that, your, that word once. No, they well, yeah, no. no. But uh, there was the that one... scene was really really good. That phone call, yes, it was, it was so good. Um, it was the scene they, they needed to have for like two or three episodes because it kept like like every episode would start with like them being cool again. Yeah, well, like because like uh, several months would pass by. Yeah, it was like watching a, it was like watching an actual fucking marriage. <laughs> which was yeah, nice. but that's how it happens. I mean, it happens in slow motion. Yeah, 
Uh, that whole the, thing rang very true. That was really well written. Yeah. There was that one plot point in the threesome episode with the that one girl. Oh, the uh, Anna's niece or Anna's yeah. yeah. Stephanie Draper. Yes. Yeah. That was the episode that made me finally realize that my wife was right and Megan was a cunt. Was <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. Um, I'm glad I said on board that much. I'm glad they went back to her because after last season, I thought that we would never see like any of of the of Dick the, Whitman's life. Dick Whitman's like real again, life yeah. because there really wasn't any more to say. He admitted to everybody yeah. kind of who he was, yeah. and it's like that's it. And there's no more flashbacks for him to have. Nope. Um, but yeah, so I, I was glad to see that again. Um, that was the one that he almost had sex with, right? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Okay. I want to make sure. Because I remember there was when he went to see her before she died, he was like going out with somebody and and she said no. Um, so we went over the marriage, we went over his recoup, Peggy with Julio and all the stuff with computer. And her, uh, uh, her back and forth bullshit with Ted Shaw, which. I'm glad kind of. Like you had to address it. Yeah. But they didn't. Beat us over the head with it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know who we did mention on our uh, our all Mad Men team? Who I, I'm not going to make it on there, but again, for one episode, really nailing it. Fucking Meredith in that last episode. Oh. <laughs> Killing it. I was doubled over for that scene. That was, that was the other moment in the episode where I, like, I had to say something. I'm like, what an idiot. <laughs> she has the mind of a child. I just had to say it out loud. <laughs> I mean, she's been killing it ever since Joan tried to kill her with a model airplane. True. Yes, <laughs> but, this is true. But, um, you know, that just that was, oh, I'll be your strength. <laughs> was fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, uh, so, yeah. I think, do we want to talk did. about going forward? Or? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, I'm trying to think where to start. I mean, that's the thing is, like, that's another reason why I loved this. Again, I really wish that we didn't have to wait a fucking year. And that is and that is just really, really, really shitty. But I am glad that it is where it is now with so much resolution. Because exactly where we're at right now, it's like, well, shit, sort of anything. can Like, they can create with the intention to wrap up yeah. and like it could be very deliberate Weiner can be very deliberate with what he wants to do and the one do. thing I'm happy is that it will give John Hamm and Elizabeth Moss one more chance at winning a goddamn fucking Emmy for this fucking show this is true I mean granted you know okay yeah Breaking Bad but you know but also there was fucking Friday Night Lights in there and well the one year that they had they fucking had Friday Night they went up against yeah. Final Season Friday Night Lights yeah. um but now, of course, they're running up against like all these other shows like fucking True Detective and Orange is the New Black, which I can't remember which category it's running in. Um, I think it's running in comedy, actually. But, yeah, it's running up against all this stuff. So I'm glad for that only reason. It's the only reason I'm happy that it's, it's split up. But um, I'm trying to – how do we want to tackle this? Like, like predictions? I got or? nothing. I, I think that's good. Like, we don't have to. The one thing I did see was um, I read an interview with Elizabeth Moss um, after the season finale where she was talking about you know how she doesn't watch anything and stuff. And they're, they're currently filming stuff already because they're, that's just how it goes. You know, it's like how Breaking Bad did. They 
filmed shortly afterwards as well. They're actually almost almost, almost done. Actually almost yeah, done she, filming. she said she just filmed her favorite scene in the series. I'm like, wait, how? What? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that gets me so excited. Well, was was this season the best season? I am still partial to the fourth season. Yeah, me too. It's super fun. Fourth, fourth to me, the third and fourth seasons are my favorite just because the third had so much change and so much like I felt like evolution in that show to where it kind of it felt like the it felt like the end of your introduction to Mad Men, if that makes sense. Um, Was uh, season three the one with uh, Dr. Faye Miller? No, that was season four. That was that's, okay. that's who he was with when he got with Megan. Yeah. Season three right. was like finally like him and Betty getting a divorce, him, her finding out. But it was also like all the stuff with Lane getting introduced, all the changes yeah. in the agency, Sal getting out. There was a lot of moving pieces to after the suitcase. My favorite episode is that season three finale where they're all. Where yeah. They change everything. Around. That, I probably watched that episode at least like ten times. It's fan fucking tastic. Um, yeah, it's great. But I would say it's definitely the best season. It's definitely the best season since the fourth. Um, it was super consistent. I thought yes. every episode was really good. Yes, every episode was really, really, really good. I know I was, I was kind of trained after the past two seasons of the first episode having so much to digest because it was two hours. So I was a little down on the season premiere just because of. I think I was expecting more, but it was good to have it only be an hour again and not trying to make it have so much. Because all of those two hours ones is like, like I think the first one, like they had that silly subplot of like Lane and the woman and the, the wallet he found and stuff like that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like, like they would have like tons of like that little silly stuff. And like was that, that season five. Yeah. Season five. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Zooby, zooby, zoo. Yeah, we get it. Um, Oh God. But yeah, I would say season five is probably my least favorite season. But this season would definitely be on the top half for me so far. And I can't imagine it not maybe passing if the second half of the season is as great as I've been w- expecting it to be ever since the show started. Cause I'm this, that's the great thing about this show like this and also like Breaking Bad is that you know that of everything great you've seen so far, the ending is going to be so much better. Because it's just building up to all these moments. Um, yeah, the characters are going to pay off so well. Yeah, and they, that's the thing we talked about earlier. They already have, and then they have something else in mind. Uh, then again, that's why I don't really try to put too much into this kind of stuff. Because finales just... It's so easy to be burned and let down by them that I just kind of let it happen. I'm not really trying to look... To, I'm not trying to have any expectations or anything like that. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, it's what, not like it's actually important. I mean, it's a TV show. Well, no, I know. But still, there's a feeling of, you know, you invest so many hours and, and years into, like, following it and keeping up with it and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, You've already enjoyed it, though. It's already given you so much. But that's I mean, I hope happens, it has. Though, is, is, it's giving you Chauncey and Julio. <laughs> But not everybody looks at it like that. Everyone looks for the final episode to be something that's going to be amazing and, and, and it's going to like just leave them you know, with their hair blown back or anything like that. I see, it, I see it as the Sopranos thing. I didn't watch the Sopranos and I remember hearing all the uproar about what happened. When I heard that, I was like, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. When I heard it, I was like, that's fucking awesome because it lets the person at home decide what they want. You get to choose, but so many people wanted a definitive like answer that everyone was all pissed. 
and it was really just admitting we can't live up to your expectations for this. So here you go, knock yourselves out. Knock yourselves out. And they set up and they set up cases for both answers as well, and the whole mixture of it. Um, I'm of the belief that it's kind of similar for this to me at least, and that like you know I've gone through all this, but I kind of like Tony said, I've been along for the ride. I I just. I'm trusting. It's not so much so that I have expectations. I just trust in what I've already witnessed mm-hmm. and what'll happen. Like I didn't follow Breaking Bad as it happened. You know that I fucking watched the the series finale like three months after mm-hmm. it actually aired. But I was still like like building up to it and like wondering what was going to happen. I was just like, I'm not worried because I trust in everything I've already seen so far. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I feel for it. Um, Now, if the show ends with Julio riding Chauncey. All the Emmys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For Chauncey. For cha- and the winner is Chauncey the dog. And just Get like, out of here. <laughs> it just cuts to, uh, oh, I don't know, like fucking like uh, who would be the person? In the, like Peter Dinklage being like, God damn it. <laughs> the indignity of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of a dog beating a midget in an acting award. Like... As if Peter Dinklage hasn't suffered enough in, <laughs> enough in, indignity <laughs> to lose an Emmy to a dog. Now, a beautiful dog. Oh, a, a glorious dog. A glorious I mean, dog. That didn't deserve what it had. There's no reason for him to let that dog go. No reason at all. Living with a nice farm family. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but um, just thinking of that, I think it was in the same season. Uh, another uh, nomination, just future reference. We'll have to listen to this to f- remember all of our awful Betty moments. Because um, literally, worst moment in the show is going to be at least 15 Betty things. Uh, oh, I just came up with another one. Holy shit. Uh, either her in the season premiere last year going to try to find that girl with the violin. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Ugh. Now I see what you mean about the bloated premieres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I should have brought that one up before. Oh, yeah. Either that or uh, that stupid ass fucking like dream sequence she had when she was giving birth. Do you remember that weird ass fucking scene? Not really. Or like I... she was giving birth and like her like her father was there because right after it was right after Jean died and like he was there, but then there was also like she was. Mm doing like all this weird dream stuff yeah. and i was like fuck this i don't remember that too well oh i'm kind of glad i don't based on your description yeah it, it was bad or her shoot or her shooting the birds that was season one wasn't it <sighs> she's a monster all right all right all right before we all just get in a sour mood uh, no, but it's a fun sour mood. It's a like, fun sour I'm mood. glad that... I'm yeah, it's glad fun, hate. It's I'm glad fun. there's something that exists in this show that is so bad, and I blame it totally on the actress and not the writing or anything yeah. else. But this is also a conversation that can go much further, and I want, like, a list written out. I want, like, stats. I'm going to try to... In, in the midst of doing what I'm doing for our other podcast, um, I'm going to try to watch the entire series back. It's yeah. going to be a chore because it's going to be like yeah. 92 episodes, I think I saw it was. Which wow. I'm kind of pissed. I think the show's going to end at 99 episodes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but yeah, I'm going to try to make a list for specifically Betty. How, does anyone else, like, whenever I ask if people are like, hey, hey, do you watch Mad Men? What answer do you guys usually get if it's not, 
a yes, I watch Mad Men. Which, in my experience, it's usually not a yes. I normally get this reaction. No? And it's like a, what the fuck is that? If that makes sense. Because normally if I'm asking people... So like people I'm like, haven't heard of it? Like, I mean, like... Because all of like the people in our circle, I know if they watch Mad Men or not, and like they know, but they know what it is. For people that I am just now like learning or meeting, or I'm trying to have a conversation about entertainment, and I talk about TV, like at work, I'll be like, "Oh, do you watch like Mad Men or Breaking Bad?" And they're just like, "What is that?" And I'm just like, "Really? Like, how are you not like existing in this?" Wow. Like, so those people are really unplugged. Tony, what about exactly. you? Um, yeah, mostly people just say they don't watch it. Um, rarely people will say like. Like, they've never heard of it. <laughs> Every... Which is kind of depressing, because most people watch The Big Bang Theory. Well, uh, most of the people that I've asked that don't watch it, it at least feels like I've gotten this reaction, or not reaction, but answer, at least in the double digits 10 or 15 times, of, ah, I watched one, two, oh, six yeah. episodes, and just, no... Yeah, I've got that a couple times. And that frustrates me to no end. Because usually a series will have like a moment. It's usually within like the first episode to eight episodes that is like just a hook to where you're just like, bam, there it is. Like, I'm Well, in. the end of the first I'm season is, is the best moment of, of the show. Yeah. yeah. Also, you figure that first episode, I remember watching the first episode and being like, I don't know about this. And then you have his speech to... Um, I almost said red stripe, lucky strike. Um, and then you and then you go home, and if you don't know what's going into it to begin with, by the way, yeah, Don pitching red stripe is great. Hooray, hooray, hooray beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We have to come up with like all the famous taglines ever and imagine Don Draper trying to say them. Bud wise. <laughs> was up. Dude, you're getting Adele. Uh, uh, but watching the first episode and being like, okay, well, that fucking monologue that he basically gave was yeah. great. And then the reveal that he's married. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, like right there, you're like, oh, shit, this guy's married. That's wonderful. And then the next episode's all about him and married life and stuff. Like, Yeah, right but that there, first that, episode, that, that... it leads off with Midge, who is another character that, man, I hope we get to see Midge one more time. Just to try to make it more money off of Don yeah. for one of her shitting, shitty paintings. Or for having sex with him. Yeah. Um, oh, the second half of the season is going to be good if he's just fucking... He should just re-fuck everybody. <laughs> Bring them all out. That would be great. Like a Greatest Hits album. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. But I... Yeah, there's moments in that first episode even. So I don't see how people... I know. Can... That's why it frustrates and Pete me fucking no and... And, and Pete, I know, I know, I know. Chip and dip. I... Yeah. I still have one. I know. I haven't touched it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't returned it either. <laughs> I haven't returned it either. It will be used in my new house. You need to return it for a for a BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I and I swear I get that reaction so often, and I just don't know how to react to to these people anymore. Just, these people, they just don't deserve it. Then because if they're yeah. like that with five or six episodes, then they would. If they actually were like, oh, well, I'll just keep watching just out of habit. Or just to see what happens, they would totally be the people that wouldn't understand like something that happened like now. That's a callback yeah. from like season three, yeah. which happens all the time. Um, I yeah, 
fuck them. Uh, this so, isn't for them. I wanted to, uh, Tony. Tony brought up something I wanted to bring up. It's let's, too good for them. Let's think of characters like Midge that we want to see before the, ser- the series is over. Oh, well, Glenn. <laughs> I don't want to see Glenn. Duh. Oh man. All right, now I have to make a Betty list and a Glenn list, and then oh, it's gonna be a Venn diagram, and then everything that the two share in the middle. Oh my god. Uh, I don't need to see. They're fucking. They're gonna fuck. Glenn and Betty? Absolutely. That's my one prediction. That it's been building up. Is they're going to get as close to showing penetration on cable TV as possible. With Matthew Weiner's son. Yeah, and January Jones, yes. January Jones. 100%. Um, I, I will not deny that Glenn is probably going to kiss somebody before the series show's over, just so Matthew Weiner can say, hey, my son has kissed somebody. Um, oh, yeah. That troglodyte of a son. I would be fine if the only time we see Glenn is his photo at his funeral. Um... I was going to bring up, we already mentioned earlier, but again, I, Rich, you've met, we've talked about before. I have to see Sal to make sure that he's okay. Yeah, I would love to see Sal again. <laughs> I, I would just, too. I like Sal just a lot. Me, I love Sal. Just, I just need some closure on I Sal. I want to see Sal and Stan together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I want closure. I just want to know he's not dying underneath 14 dudes. Oh. In like some opium den or something. Oh. Um, Mullet. What? <laughs> That's terrible. I'm just saying, like, at that character, like, when he left, when he called, uh, what was her name? It wasn't Trudy. That's Trudy's Pete's wife. What was his? Trixie? <laughs> I don't know. Um, that there was a secretary woman, named Trudy. That woman who had the greatest moment of acting in this entire show, when that moment where she realized, oh my God, my husband is gay. The bye-bye. Singing bye-bye birdie yeah. scene. That scene is still fucking That's incredible. Amazing. But But after that, phone call in the, the booth mm-hmm. Rich and I have said he just went you know like the end of this doesn't count at the end of the wrestler where you think that Mickey Rourke's heart explode I imagine dude just exploding all over Sal till the end of time after that scene ew I'm just hey that's so messy it was <laughs> um, so I guess I would like to know if Sal's okay uh, who else well Julio, <laughs> they can't just move to Newark. <laughs> oh, I'm so pissed we don't put pictures for this podcast. <laughs> this would be the biggest picture of Julio we could find. Um, I'm trying to think of any other Don's. Um, I want to see Duck again. Yeah, Duck's definitely Duck. one. Duck's Duck. been a great character. Freddie, I think, I think Freddie got a really nice coda here. Yeah, um, little <laughs> rah-rah speech. Yeah, the, like, you know, you want to wake up dead, or I forget what he said, but... Over, um, over Italian grinders. <laughs> uh, Paul Kinsey. Yeah. yeah. How, how's Kinsey's Star Trek script turning out? How's his Hare Krishna yeah. life turning out? Was it Lakshmi? Was that her name? Lakshmi? Yeah, Lakshmi. Uh, I'd be pissed if we didn't see Trudy again because I don't feel that Trudy got a really a, a true send off besides just putting Pete in his place for the 900th time. And she has all that free time now. The community's canceled. <laughs> I don't want to see Pete's family anymore. No, Pete's. Well, besides Trudy, I, I'm fine. But oh, yeah. Pete doesn't have any other family. <laughs> I mean, need more Bob Benz. Well, he's got a brother. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But they're not close. They didn't even press charges when that guy threw their mother off a cruise ship. <laughs> Manolo. Manolo! 
I don't want to see Manolo no, again, no, but, no, I'm but I'm glad like, that we talked about it. Just conspiracy theory. What if Manolo is Julio's dad? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> when you said Julio earlier, I thought you were talking about Manolo for about two seconds. <laughs> um, any of – I'm trying to think of all – can we name all of the people Don has had sex with that weren't his wife? <sighs> I – I mean, I can't give them names. Yeah. Well, let's let's try to, or at least professions. Let's try to go in order. So the school teacher. Well, Midge was first, and then the school yeah, teacher, Midge. right? Um, there's got to be one or two more. No, isn't there that Mankin. Depart- department? Is that department, department store girl? Mankin. Yeah. So Midge, Mankin, the school teacher. I like Mankin. I like that character. That so was, was that I was that too. was the one twist of his that, was, that felt like it was actually good. Yeah. Um, uh, didn't he have sex with a secretary and then she left and it was like in one episode? It was that was in really... season four, I think. <laughs> but yes, you are correct. The one before Megan that he had sex with, where she quit in the middle of the meeting and like yeah. threw something at him. Yeah. Um, and then after the, the school doctor, teacher, right? Dr. Faye, Faye. Dr. Faye. Dr. Faye. Uh, that hooker, that other hooker. <laughs> Wait, which one? Well, remember season four, where, like he was like buying like people to have sex with, and they were like slapping him in the face. Oh yeah, kind of blocked that out. Yeah, Don's dark phase, um, and then the woman that he had sex with when he brought Lane over. Um, yeah. I feel like we're missing like a bunch in season two and season. Oh, uh, what's her name? Bobby Barrett. Yes, yes. Bobby Barrett. There's no oh. way to bring him back, but no. I would love to see. Mm-hmm. See, Dickie Barrett was that? No, Dickie Barrett's the guy from Mighty Mighty Boston. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Barrett. Jimmy was... Barrett. <laughs> also great in Mulholland Drive. I don't know the actor's name. But... No, yeah, he was good. Uh, he's got a little bit part in Red State. And he's great in Red yeah. State. He's a good actor. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, he's really really good. I'd love to see him again. Uh, Bobby Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, who the fuck was he fucking in season three? can't remember not his wife oh yeah that was the school teacher i think yeah I, you're right I think the school teacher was later yeah, the school teacher was. was later than the mankins lady later than bobby barrett yeah. although didn't uh betty find out about bobby barrett isn't kind that kind of how they started to go sour uh, yeah because because jimmy went up and, and said you know what they're doing right yeah. at that party and then she started to get suspicious and then everything kind of cooled down and then yeah and then he punched him in the face when on Freddy's last day. And um, then he dropped a, a huge digit on Bobby Barrett outside the bathroom in that restaurant. The Don Draper finger bang threat level. That uh, was what, what a strong move. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I specifically remember that was the first time I ever commented uh, about Mad Men on Facebook. And the post was when I grow up, I want to be, bo- uh, be Don Draper because that was the <laughs> baller masculine that, thing in the world. That was That's the, a sexual assault. Mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up, Tony. Yeah. I've sort of wanted to say that for all these years, but... Did she say no? I don't think she was in a position to say no. She was standing up. (laughs) She was terrified. Don grabbed her, threw her against a wall, and And, put his hand in her. And what what happened the next episode? They went off together. Oh, did they? I forgot about that. Remember because of the car accident? Yeah. They they don't call a magic fingers draper for nothing. <laughs> no one calls him that. He's like our friend Joey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no one calls you that. And then oh, and then uh, the downstairs lady, Mrs. Uh, yes. Linda Card Cardellini. Yep. 
Rosen. Mrs. Rosen. Mrs. Rosen. And then that's it. He hasn't had sex with anybody else. He had sex with nobody else all of season five. No. And then just her last season, and then nobody else so far this year. Except, well, the, well, except the other partner. Yeah. Except the other lady. Um, I, want to have, I want him to fuck Nev Campbell. Then there was that that fever dream he had where he choked out that one woman. Oh, yeah, he hit the body under the bed or something. Dude, I I th- I had a throw <laughs> pillow in my clutching my chest, and when he choked her out, I like threw it up against the wall next to the TV. I could have broke my TV. That is sexual assault. <laughs> it wasn't real, thankfully, but that was just assault. <laughs> <Murder. laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that was fucking. Um, I think we hit all of them. If we forgot one, then yeah. we'll, we'll tell you. <laughs> then tweet us at uh, Blank Slate Pod. We'll tell you in a year. Um, but who else? Are there any other characters we missed that were just like, oh, fuck. Not that I can. I mean, if. We actually sat down. Yeah. Like, really, really. Well, really and fun. even then, if like, we were like, oh, this guy, we would have. Uh, we ran through. I mean, you know, um, most of the guys. I don't want to see any of the British guys again. I mean, no. after Lane died, I was like, yeah, well, fuck Mr. Sheffield, guys. you don't want him him back? Ah, oh, man, I've been Jones for that Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> I don't see Gary Sheffield on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, seriously. Gary Sheffield in the second episode. He's just going to be one of the help. <laughs> oh. I'm, what? I'm just saying. Penalty box. <laughs> That's just, okay. Penalty box. All right, Rich, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to uh, pivot a little bit when uh, we started making our, our all Mad Men teams to these NBA playoffs. The last time we talked basketball was shortly after the NBA All-Star break. And now we are already sort of wrapping up these uh, conference finals. Season's over. <laughs> the season's over in which way? I, I mean, I... Well, we know where the finals are going to be. Do we? Oh, well, we know. I think I Ooh, do. But... I don't think so. Oh, we know half the finals. But I... This is me just being doom and gloom. Tell me to go ahead. Well, I mean, I think all of us are assuming that the Heat are going to take care of business. Right now. We are... Uh, man, we have a terrible habit of recording during the events that we're <laughs> yeah. supposed to be uh, opining about. And yep. are going to sound stupid when this uh, drops. That, that, uh, that said, we uh, you know we all did call Heat Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, uh, it was close <laughs> there for a while. Rich, I'm going to call the sun rising tomorrow. <laughs> it almost didn't happen several times, though. The sun? <laughs> the, the, Pacers, the Pacers. The Pacers being in two elimination games already this season, I think is what he's referring to. Well, yeah. And I mean, wha- the Pacers have been dismal to watch. Um, what? It has been the biggest. Have you? Do you ever remember a team like this in the playoffs? This is the first time this ever happened. Where a team. Well, I mean, it was already happening in the regular season, but yeah, they started collapsing in February. But they started collapsing like right after we were like right after I hit stop. Yeah, Paul George fucked Roy Herbert's girlfriend is immediately what happened. Oh yeah, that's possible. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's I've never seen anything. And specifically, Hibbert. Like we saw it a little bit with Gasol those couple a couple years ago, whenever that thing happened, but not as drastic. Holy shit! Remember, like before the season, we're like, dude, Roy Hibbert got fucking ripped. Oh yeah. And now he looks like a sad. He looks like droopy dog. And that wasn't done so Tony would just do the impression. That was just done because it's just a fact. Well, like at the end of last year, you'd have said that guy's the best center in basketball. 
Absolutely. Would have. By, by, by some distance. And after this year, you'd probably say, is he the fourth best defensive center in basketball? If, if that, I mean, he's definitely behind Noah, who yep. I think should get Anthony first Davis. team. If you consider Davis as a center. Uh, I don't know. He's still more, he's more of a power forward. But. Well, I kind of want to see some more from Anthony Davis. Um, he had a great last half of the season. But, I mean, I think at this point, Hibbert's behind guys like Gasol. DeAndre Jordan. Mark Gasol, and definitely DeAndre. I mean, and then you still have to consider Dwight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So is Hibbert even in the top five defensive centers? Maybe not. We named at least six or seven guys there. Yeah, I mean, which is a stunning drop-off from the level of his play in the playoffs last year. Yeah. He was supposed to be the guy that was the linchpin in beating them, and now oh, come on, Ray Allen misses. Oh come on! <laughs> um, and now he still should be. The Heat still have the same problem of having no size. I mean, how is how is Hibbert not just rebounding? Like, I mean, yeah, you all right? So yeah, he he's not scoring. It's not like he was having that problem just against the Heat, though. He's having that problem against everybody. What I'm saying. No, yeah. yeah, he threw goose eggs against the Hawks. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and even having goose eggs, he had, what, five rebounds, I think, the last game? It's yeah. like, how do you f- f- five rebounds? How do you have no points? How does that happen? How do you let Scola take minutes from you? As I said, if you're a hibber. It's not a good sign when your only consistent performance that you're getting, game in and game out, is from Luis Scola in 2014. I was going to say, make sure you had the year at the end. I mean... Yeah, it's just it's just one of those what could have been scenarios had things outside of basketball not affected this team, which I think is literally what it is. It's just and also, I mean, that Evan Turner trade was big and that Danny Granger was I think a, an important piece on that team, not on the court, but in terms of chemistry. Cuz seriously, um, a uh a friend of mine uh, a guy that I work with uh, knows a lot of uh, athletes and gets to spend some time with a lot of athletes and consequently knows a lot of stories, uh, kind of grapevine stuff. And uh, the story that he told me was that uh, Lance Stevenson uh, slept with Roy Hibbert's wife. Oh, Stevenson. I heard it was Paul George. Well, the same time that that got out, it got out that Paul George got catfished, and they traded Danny Granger. So there's kind of this perfect storm of everybody hates everybody. The one veteran they had just got shipped out of town, and Vogel still doesn't know how to coach offense. <laughs> how is, so, how is David West I, not I mean, just killed everybody on that team? Like... West West single-handedly won them the Wizards series. He was like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not going to do this. Absolutely. Which I like that. I like that Wizards team. That, that Wizards team's got a good look. They were so fun to watch kick the shit fun. out of the Bulls. Yeah. And they're going to be and they're going to be fun to watch for the next few years. 5 years. Yeah. Hey, Bradley Beal, you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just get some home cooking going here for a second about Bradley Beal. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> How about that Gator? For sure. It's a good kid. 
Dude showed up big time. He did. Showed up more than Wall did. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 Um, it was a nice arrival. It was. It was. So, does that team get blown up? What does this team look like next year? Well, that Pacers team. Stevenson's a free agent. He's gone, right? I can't see them. They have to get rid of of one, the other, or both of Stevenson and Hibbert. Yeah. And I think because they just signed West and George is their guy. Yeah, those two aren't going anywhere. Hibbert, you're not gonna get as much for him, but I think Stevenson can just go, can he? He's not restricted. No, Stevenson is not restricted. So I mean my understanding. So their their best bet is I think in all honesty, their best bet is just let him go, get overpaid probably. Yeah, someone's going to give him twelve million. Yeah, and then somehow New York because he's then, from New York. Yeah, and then keep Hibbert because <laughs> see if Hibbert is just an anomaly, especially with Stevenson being gone now. See if he can re recoup and just go from there. Because even still, with just George Hibbert and uh, and West, you're going to be at least the fourth best team in the East. Still, you're probably going to be the second best team in the East, depending on what the Bulls do. Yeah, and and it, depending on if the Wizards make a regular season jump, um, and the Nets are yeah yeah. Well, who all's a free agent this year too? Because this is just like everyone's mostly restricted though, right? I'm trying to look at the salaries right now. I have to answer a survey question before the page will load. <laughs> <laughs> because because LeBron and all of them can opt this year, right? Uh, this has been four years. This year, or next yeah. year, they can opt. I think they can opt this year. They can exercise. No, I think next year he can opt. I thought it was four. I think four. it's next year he can opt. LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I have a feeling we'd be hearing a lot more about it. LeBron can opt out after this season. Really? Yeah, that's what I thought. He's got two option years, and so does okay. Chris Bosh, and so does Dwayne Wade. They can all opt out this year. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think any of them will this year. <laughs> I don't think any of them is going to opt out of twenty and a half million dollars. No, um, especially Chris Bosh. <laughs> oh, Bosh has already stated today that he's not going anywhere. Yeah, uh, no, they are going to have to wait two more seasons to trade his expiring. <laughs> It's going to be a huge expiring. But. You know the, you know those countdown clocks at gas stations? Not countdown clocks, but those clocks in gas stations that shows you at what time and age you have to be to be able to get beer. Pat Riley has one in his office for Chris Boss's contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, July 1, 2016. <laughs> but there is a lot hands. of, what, Mellow, Mellows this year? Mm-hmm. I mean, most of those guys that were from that year have options or can just flat out go this year from the original decision year. Uh, um, Carmelo can opt out. Amari can opt out. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you to try to say that again without laughing. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I tried. Melo's uh, gone, right? I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna not exercise the option. I mean, oh well, yeah, so they it's might. a twenty-three and a half million dollar option. Oof. Is he the high? He's the highest paid, right? Oh no, it's Kobe. Uh, in terms of the whole league. Well, yeah, in terms of yeah, Kobe makes like what thirty. Um, sorry, I'm pulling that up now. Yeah, Kobe makes thirty. Then it's 
Mr. Dirk Nowitzki. He deserves it. I think he's earned that. Yeah. Um, he's not going to make that next year. But um, third is Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> that was stone cold, man. That was cold as fuck. Hey, what uh, what team does he play for? I do not believe Gilbert is affiliated with a franchise. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's like when they announce that a guy is not there at the draft. <laughs> Gilbert is currently not affiliated with a franchise. You know that Gilbert made three All NBA teams. Yeah, he deserved it. Well, yeah, he's, now he's thirty-two. Um, I mean, he's, he's definitely he's done. So your top ten in order are Kobe Bryant, Dirk Nowitzki, Gilbert Arenas, Amari Stoudemire, Carmelo Anthony, Joe Johnson, Dwight Howard, Pau Gasol. Chris Bosh and LeBron James. LeBron's the tenth highest paid player. Well, he's tied with Bosh for Well, ninth. yeah. Yeah, for ninth. Um Jesus. Brandon Roy's in the top twenty. So is Paul Pierce. <laughs> All right, well I don't blame Brandon Roy for that one. No, that's not his fault. And you can't one hundred percent blame Gilbert Arenas. I mean, part of that was his knee, the other part was just having guns on him at all times. It's a big part of it. Yeah. But yeah, Brandon Roy's is Brandon Roy's is innocent. Um, Just talk a little bit about the Western uh, Conference playoffs. Uh, teams I liked, uh, I loved watching Portland. Uh, mm-hmm. Love those Rip City jerseys. But they totally capitulated in the second round. They did. Yeah. It, they had a they very were depressing. Way round out of it in the second round. They were. Um, but still, man. Warriors. How about the Warriors? Warriors, another good team to watch. Is Mark Jackson? How long is it be for Mark Jackson to coach in the NBA again, Two if years. ever? Two years, really? Two years. I feel like it's going to be a long time. I I don't know if it's because of a, a stupid stigma that he's going to have with people, or if it's just him not going to want to deal with what he had to deal with. Hmm. Which sucks because I love Mark Jackson. I love him on television with uh, Breen and yeah. Van Gundy. All of us were texting about that the other night. It's good to have the band back together. He even gave us a hand down, man down. Yeah, mm-hmm. too. He knew. He knew. He knows his role. He had to dust off the classic. Exactly. Um, but yeah, the Blazers are definitely the man. The fucking Rockets. They are. They're they are, pretty bad. They're not Kevin McHale. Pretty bad. What happens when a bunch of guys that need a bunch of other players to help out are all stuck on one team together? Yeah. We've got the third best player on six championship teams. But, all right, so am I going to have to be the one that mentions the Dallas Mavericks? I was very uh, – I, I meant to actually bring them up. I was, again – we said it the last time we talked about it. We were, you know, we, we, we missed the Mavericks in the playoffs. And the playoffs miss guys like Rick Carlisle and Dirk Nowitzki, who, who just have been there a million times and know what they're doing. And aside from the last time they were in and they got swept by OKC, they always put on a good show. And this season, Shit, they won a finals. And this season. With that group they put of, on a hell of a show. With that group of geezers, they were the only ones to really be able to stick it to the Spurs so far. They were old as the hills, and they did more than anybody did to slow down San Antonio and to exploit them on the offensive end. Yeah. 
I was extremely proud of the effort Dallas put in. That said, it probably shouldn't have even gone to seven games because one of those wins was Vince Carter falling <laughs> out of bounds, making a corner three as time expired, and you just can't count on that. Uh, the only thing was missing was him jumping over some seven-foot Russian dude. Yeah, that was like a decade and a half ago. <laughs> Vince is 37. Hey, keep getting them checks, son. He's he, he earned them. He was like our second best offensive player in that series. Wow. Yeah. Oh, just he was our key about. bench guy. Um, I wanted to ask 2014, you. 2014, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, um, totally unrelated to actual on-the-court basketball, but uh, what did you think about Cuban's comments and how correct he was and how stupid everyone was for getting upset about him? Okay, I actually did not see what Cuban said. So if you guys can tell me, and then I might want to take right, a second. Uh, let me pull it up. I heard that he said something that was perceived as being racially insensitive. He used the wrong euphemism. To say the least. <laughs> Hold on, let me pull it up, Mark. Hold on, this one, I'm, I'm Googling Mark Cuban controversy. Excuse me if this takes a while to find. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, I'll go through uh, before we started recording uh, i sent out a tweet saying that hey boing slate's actually recording tonight yeah, i saw that uh to which iml williams responded i was about to ask if this was even a thing anymore <laughs> oh it's a thing yeah it just it just is difficult and uh underscore kid incredible uh responded to the picture saying sweet mighty more from power rangers trash can so thank you kid incredible yeah. um and it will be a thing much more in the future uh we're Mullet and I are in the process of moving. Uh, hell, you're probably going to get a lot of podcasts with me and Tony on them because we'll be in the same city. Yeah, that'd be great. Tony, you're just the third official person on the show. Congratulations! Hey, all right, you're <laughs> <laughs> regular. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll send you your check. Never. Um, so what Cuban said was they were asking him uh, again, asking about Donald Sterling because he's the only one that'll answer goddamn questions. Uh, he said, we're all prejudiced in one way or another. He then said, if I see a black kid in a hoodie and it's late at night, I'm walking to the other side of the street. If on that side of the street there's a guy that has tattoos all over his face, white guy, bald head, tattoos everywhere, I'm walking back to the other side of the street. Now, had he not said the phrase black kid in a hoodie that immediately made people think of Trayvon Martin, yeah. he probably would have been fine. Because the meaning behind his quotes, and there was more, but that's the main one I wanted to bring up. He was just talking about how he's prejudiced, everyone's prejudiced in some way or another. He just used the wrong phrasing, and everyone was like, oh, come on. No, don't do that. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I think the way that you started that story by saying, like, Cuban's the only person who will answer questions. Cuban needs to answer fewer questions. Well, he does need it. Well, yeah. He does need to answer fewer questions. But the fact of the matter is that nobody else does it, and he's the only one that does i know but it's a level of respect but at the same time eh, maybe answer the phone a few less times like what does cuban get out of answering the question i mean i don't know what the question was but like i don't know is it honest it's it's it it was probably a very honest thing for him to say is it a needless controversy because he said the wrong thing i mean maybe i don't think he's a racist like, if that's what's being alleged, I don't think he's a racist. No, it wasn't alleging that. It was just that it was another owner saying something 
racially controversial, but he's been the only one of everybody else so far since the whole Donald Sterling thing. Actually, was, publicly talk about the, the, it. When also was saying like, hey, like I don't agree with what he said, but also I kind of don't feel like it's our business and it should be the kind of thing where he loses his team over. Yeah. Uh. You can't have that guy in the league. No, no well, of course yeah. not. Oh, no, I'm 100% agreeing, but he was the only person. You can't ask those players to go play for him no. and dock to coach for him. Like, and even, the record he has, that guy should have been out of the league oh, yeah. decades and ago. Even, and even and, Cuban said, Cuban agreed in that he will go with whatever action taken. He's just saying, he's like, I'm not going to be the one. He's like, I'm probably not going to vote for it, was basically what he said. Um, which wasn't like saying that like, he agrees with it. He was just saying that he felt like there was other ways to handle it, I think. Well, then it's going to be 28 to 1 yeah. at the, <laughs> well, that meeting. Yeah, they don't even have to worry about it. That's it. So. The same way you watched that one episode of Mad Men like 10 times, I've watched the Donald Sterling Anderson Cooper interview <laughs> like 10 times. I'm glad you watched it more after that first <sighs> night. Man, what a train wreck that guy is. Uh, when Augie's here, on top of what we're going to be doing for our other podcast, um, we should also, uh, just like you used to do the State of the Union drinking game, let's do the Donald Sterling interview <laughs> drinking game, and you have to drink a shot of Patron every time he says the word AIDS. AIDS yes. Oh, my God. I haven't seen this interview even once. So really? this is a terrifying drinking game for me to hear about. The full 25-minute interview. and <laughs> How many times does he say AIDS? What's he even talking about AIDS for? Because Magic Johnson has it, man. And he had sex with every girl in America. That's ridiculous. He Sterling is... just needs to not be paid attention to. We just got to not pay attention to him. He's a crazy old racist. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a babbling old fool. <laughs> and I, it's, it's, it's funny to watch. The whole 25-minute interview's up. Skim through it. Just if not just for Anderson Cooper's reactions, I mean, I'm sure Cooper is horrified. He's, he's at one gold. point he alleges that Cooper is more racist than him. He didn't. He never gives a reason, but he just says it. You're more racist than me. Said that to Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Now, having been inside the head of Anderson Cooper, having played him as an actor, <laughs> I can tell you that is not what's in Anderson Cooper's heart. No. What is in Anderson Cooper's heart? Just nothing but love, man. <laughs> nothing but love. Good. Uh, well, we're talking about owners, and I, I, I've mentioned this to Rich on uh, during dinner. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, say that in the midst of owners making controversial comments about race and all these other things, uh, my owner of my team got put down by Stan Van Gundy. Uh, so that said, good on you, Dan. Good on you. Are you guys going to draft Mike Brown? <laughs> then cut him after one year. Oh, oh, I'm not going to lie. One, Rich. When you just Thanks. said that right now, my heart is in my knees. My heart <laughs> sank because I was wondering if it was possible. I just, hey, at least we made a call to Billy Donovan that never was answered. <laughs> They just saw the Cleveland area code. I'm like, oh, no, fuck them. I'm not answering He didn't even answer the call? No, I'm not saying. I'm. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. It's, it's totally believable. It? <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. Why would Billy answer that call? No, they, they con- he's been contacted by several teams, apparently, but Cleveland was the most publicized of them that contacted him. Well, don't worry. We're going to fucking. No, no, no. All right. So it went Mike Brown, Byron Scott, Mike Brown. It's Byron Scott's turn, right? Uh, I'll say it on this podcast and I'm sticking to my guns here 
I said it before we got the number one pick with 1.7%. How small of a sliver of a percent was that, Rich? What, remember that little pie thing with all the darts and stuff? Um, oh, yeah. It was, it was tiny. It was tiny. I said it before we got the pick, and as I cackled and cried when we actually got it, if we take anybody, number one, but Jabari Parker or Andrew Wiggins, I will never be a professional sports fan ever again. There it goes. And I'm holding fast on it. And now as more and more stories come out about how, oh, you know, he's the best prospect. And Embiid is. Yeah, it'd be be stupid if you didn't take him. My Cleveland pessimism has to reign over everything else. I'm going to pose this question to you, Tony. I said to Rich earlier. It's like, this is reminding me of like Odin and Durant, except there's two Durants. Exactly! (laughs) And this guy already has had back problems. Oh, what did Odin broke like his, what, his finger? Odin broke his finger, I think, during his season, right, with Ohio State? Yeah, I think it was his He was at like, like a month or something. He didn't even have the knee problems until fucking training camp. Well... Everyone knew that he had one leg that was shorter than the other, which is not a good sign, typically. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like, just there's something about a seven-foot Cameroonian dude with a bad back that says, don't do it. If, Tony, if you are the Cavs who were trying to make the playoffs this year. Whoops. Why would... <laughs> yeah, that's the answer to the question. <laughs> why would you take the... The, the guy that's going to need the most work as opposed to the two sure things. Because you're Cleveland. And there Because lies, that's what Cleveland does. And therein lies the rub, man. So, uh, so, yeah, so this will probably be the last time on the blank slate I talk about sports. Uh, hey, I suggested you give being a Heat fan a shot for one year. You can't do that. I can't, no. Not that's, from Cleveland. I'm just saying, like... I want to be able to look at myself in the mirror. Being a bandwagon fan is sort of what being a Miami fan is all about. At this point, if I'm never going to experience it, then I might as well quit. That is a horrible... You know the phrase, if you can't beat them, join them? No. (laughs) If you can't beat them, well, then you're shit out of luck. Go do something else. I believe seem, things seem to be winding down, unless there's anything else anyone would like to, to cover. Something I just wanted to cover real quick, or just I point out, just to not to bring huge discussions, but just for us, just for the summer, because TV's a little light on the summer, especially Mamma being mm-hmm. over. What else is everyone else watching right now? I know Rich and I have both been watching Louie. Do you watch Louie, Tony? Uh, I caught uh, most of the first two seasons on Netflix, um, but I haven't been watching uh, the last couple of years. Okay. Um, anything specific that you're watching that you're, you're want to pimp or that you think that other people should be watching this summer? Yeah. Or just in general over the past, over the past year with just TV in general, if there's like a new show, we're like, man, I fucking love oh. this. Um, not really in terms of shows. Um, the world cup is the big thing this summer for me. Um, aside from that, I'm thinking of canceling my cable. I don't really watch much television, right? Mad Men is pretty much one of the only scripted shows I watch. You watched Breaking Bad, right? I watched uh, most of the first two seasons, and then I uh, abruptly stopped because I realized the emotional core of the show was rotten. Strong stance on that. I like that. And pretty you... strong, but I abandoned it. I was enjoying it, and then I started thinking about why I was enjoying it, and it was just 
the show is only good when Walt gets more and more evil. Like the only gratifying moments are in the evil. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't really dig that. Gotcha. And then you used to watch Walking Dead, didn't you? I don't know if you still do anymore. I still do. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 That's coming are, back up. Uh, yeah, they're locked in a railroad car. What are they going to do? <laughs> they screwed with the wrong people. Uh, if you don't, if you don't, I know you probably don't read the comics, but the comics are really good to read as well. They're, it's, it's good to uh, good to see that show, or good to see that concept with no limitations whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, personally, I'm watching, man, a whole lot of nothing uh, aside from Game of Thrones. Um, fucking love Game of Thrones. Uh, and uh, I love that HBO has like two comedies on before Game of Thrones, uh, which I need to catch up on Veep because I hear it's just genius. Uh, but Silicon Valley, the, the Mike Judge show mm-hmm. um, about tech startups, uh, it's really good, really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, T.J. Miller, Kumail Nanjiani, um, a few other guys. It's it's good stuff. Uh, as well as, oh God, there's this improv show, this new improv show on Fox called Riot, and like Steve Carell's like an executive producer. Mm-hmm. It's fucking terrible. Really, I remember it's so shitty. I remember reading something in EW about it. It was like just a brief recap that he was like a executive producer, and I think yeah. he's on the first episode. And it yeah. sounded pretty stupid. It was really bad. Like the host was on an episode at midnight, and some of those was like, "Oh, new improv show." It's like, "All right, shit, yeah, I'll watch that." And it was an it's an hour, and it's ooh, just difficult to deal with. Um, I also wanted to ask. Uh, you watched True Detective, right? Yes, okay. I did. Did you watch True Detective, uh, Tony? No, I don't get HBO. Oh yeah, neither do I. I need uh, to search it out. True Detective was a fascinating show. It's it's really interesting to see what they're going to do with the um, sort of miniseries style episodic mm-hmm. season, um, uh, with also just the way it was like one director last season, one writer last season was very fascinating. Episode four, I believe it was the last six minutes of it was probably uh, visually one of the the coolest things done on television for sure um and it was a fascinating show it wasn't great by any means it was a good show that kept you interested in what mm-hmm. was happening and yeah it was really good i like i looked forward to watching it every week cool yeah so catch it on you know like hbo, <laughs> HBO Go or Go. something like that if you can yeah. i i suggest it if your mom's neighbor has an HBO subscription, steals yep. HBO Go information. And... Yep. Uh, and uh, last thing before Rich hits the plug, I want to say it's a lot of fun to watch Bill Simmons on mute on TV because he's so expressive. <laughs> and Whoa. God knows what, he's what did his face just do there? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And also, as Rich said earlier, man, Doug Collins is one ugly he's looking. So... Dude. You know, I just really he looks like he looks like Mickey Rourke in Sin City. In the face, he looks like fucking old ass fucking Marv, just beaten up and just disheveled. And yeah, he doesn't look good. He's been around a while. He has. On the other hand, Sage Steele, looking good. Meow. Just saying. <laughs> Man, Wilbon's gotten pretty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rich, take us home. So that's been it for the blank slate. Do follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends about us. If you know us from our sister podcast, Podswoggle, on Twitter, we are at the uh, Blank Slate Pod. 
Uh, send us an email with any of uh, reactions longer than 140 characters. Blankslatepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us at podswoggle.com. That's our home base with our sister podcast. Check that out if you're, uh, uh, chances are you found us through them. Um, and yeah, uh, hit us up with any other topics you'd like us to talk about. If we have any sort of knowledge base on them at all, we'd love to uh, rap about them. Or if we have uh, any friends uh, that know about them at all, that'd be uh, cool stuff. Other than that, uh, Mullet, you got anything you want to plug or wrap up with or anything? No, I was just going to add. Tell Tony uh, you need to find somebody to do a World Cup link slate on in the next few weeks. Ooh, you should you should take that up. Just uh, find a means to record it. I know exactly who. Okay, I know exactly who would be good for you to talk to. Oh, Jeremy. Jeremy, absolutely. Oh, okay, yeah, you gotta you gotta hook that up. Is he good? He's good. Is he like for real? He's for He's real. For real. Ooh, that'd okay. also be fun to see those two combat yes. each other on soccer. I was, 100%. I want to be in the room for that, but I don't want to ever have a mic in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> when would be like good timing for that, like World Cup wise? Um, probably. Okay, so the the final squads are announced. The twenty three man squads are announced on June second. So sometime between the second and the eighth, like the last half of that week, because after that I've got Zangri in town. June. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, sweet. So, all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that going. Um, yeah, that would be great. I would love to do a world cup preview. All right, sweet. So, uh, look out for the world cup preview, uh, with Tony and hopefully Jeremy, uh, and Tony, you have anything else you want to sort of wrap things up with any final thoughts, anything you want to plug? No plugs, you guys. Cool. Uh, also follow, uh, mullet at your host mullet. Uh, follow me at, at rich cammy. Uh, also, if you haven't already at podswoggle.com, check out uh, Mullet's uh, pay-per-view. Uh, yes. What are you calling it? Pay-per-view diary? Yeah, or just what my you... pay-per-view diary. I'm starting from the very beginning of existence on a certain network um, and going in order from 1983 until uh, the day that I die, probably, because there's pay-per-views every month. So yeah. check out long, bloated, 5,000-word pieces of literature from yours truly about what we normally talk about on our other podcasts. And they're actually not that long. They're pretty quick reads considering they're just bullet points, but yeah. it just, it accumulates. Uh, cool. So for Tony mullet, myself, rich, uh, you can go ahead and delete this now. Catch us later. I'm, I'm committed to it. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm in favor. Hey, rock out and swogging off. I cannot wait to hear Tony have to say that on the show. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not saying it. (laughs) Fine, fine. Me and Rich will take the bullet.